When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Lila Pops Off About Dramas with your host, Lila. Welcome, welcome back, everyone, to yet another episode. And as you can see by the title, I will be doing a quick pop-off episode. And this time, I'll be popping off quickly about remarriage and desires. And if you know anything about my pop-off episodes, I try my darndest to keep it under 10 minutes. Um, And it's usually only 10 minutes to cover an entire drama. It's a, it's a big feat. And I don't know if I'll actually be able to do that with remarriage and desires, but I will try. And in doing so, I may spoil some things about the drama. In doing so, I may not cover half of what the drama covers. I just wanted to kind of throw out some quick uh, thoughts that I had about the drama after finishing it. So that's what these episodes are for. Not to go into any in-depth details about the drama, but just trying to give you some of my immediate thoughts after immediately finishing this drama. Um, If you know anything about Remarriage and Desire, you'll know that it is a Netflix original and it's only eight episodes. So it was the type of drama where they kind of drop all eight episodes at one go. And so you can kind of watch it and marathon it in one sweep. And that's actually exactly how I watched this drama. I was not originally going to watch this drama. I had no desires. I had no, speaking of desires, but I, I had no really finger on this drama when it dropped. I didn't think twice about it. Only that I was on Netflix as I always am watching dramas and then saw it and just clicked on the first episode. That is the only reason I watched this. It's because I just clicked on the first episode. Um, And I have to say, I was going to do a um, first impressions. I was going to watch the first two episodes and then just kind of give some first impressions of the drama. However, I ended up watching the first two episodes of this drama and then had to go on to the episode three. Then I had to go on to episode four. And then I had to go on to episode five. It was, I could not stop this drama. I could not put this down. That was the type of drama this was. Um, And I have to say that it is definitely nothing but a very glamorous um, soap opera. That is all it is in eight episodes. Uh, One of the shortest soap operas you will ever watch um, and super beautiful and and, and glamorous to look at, but definitely it is a souped up soap opera (laughs) that is the best way to describe this drama and in saying that that kind of also describes my kind of the the need to just kind of binge it it was so addictive like I could not put it the episode down like I wanted to watch the next thing and the next thing and the next thing um and I loved that I really really did enjoy that and I if you know me you know I love I love a messy drama I love a messy drama I love a drama with its soap opera-ish ways those are some of my faves um and especially if you can do it Right, because um, soap operas can be entertaining, and that's all sometimes I need from a soap opera. I just need you to be entertaining, something that I can binge and I don't want to put down, um, and just kind of go, 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 go. You do not have to be perfect. You do not have to be the 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 most 
the best written thing ever. Not at all. Not necessary at all. And that's definitely this drama. <laughs> um, and it even, I think the, the way that they described it in kind of the promotion is that it's a satire on um, the idea of in, you know, South Korean culture where you have to marry into status. And, and that is not just a thing of South, South Korea, obviously. That is something that throughout history, that is just a thing of marriage. It was known to kind of you know, you need to stack your wealth, you know, and to do so, you keep marrying into it. Um, and so that is kind of what they were satiring um, in this drama. And I didn't find it that satirical to some degree, but then also you really, really do because the way they make it so dramatic, you're like, oh yeah, this is definitely, definitely um, them poking fun of this type of stuff. And I thought it was not funny at all, but I did think that I, I, I understood the kind of critique or what they were trying to poke at um, or pay, you know make fun of. And I definitely got it. But I have to say, it was still a great run of a, of a drama. Um, but let me go ahead and kind of give you a quick synopsis of this drama. And that's really difficult to do because there's a lot of moving pieces of this kind of eight episode soap opera. But the gist of it is that it center, centers around a matchmaking company named Rex. Um, and this is a matchmaking company specifically for the wealthiest of the wealthiest high-class people in Korea and they are there to get married um, and or remarried so a lot of the times these are people who have divorced and have kids now and they're trying to find someone else to kind of be on their arm um, and then you know or to basically continue to build their status and kind of create their image and so that is what this matchmaking company specializes in. We follow some of the clients. Um, and so the main clients that we follow is actually So Hye Sung, played by Kim Hee Sun. And we also have Hyung, Lee Hyung Joo, who's played by Lee Hyung Wook. We also have Jin Yoo Hee, played by Jung Yoo Jin. And then we have Cha Sok Jin, played by Pak Hoon. And the matchmaking company itself is ran by Choice Yoo Sun, played by Cha Ji. Young. So those are kind of our main players in this story. Um, something to know about each of them is that they, the, well, the clients at least, each of them joined this matchmaking company um, because of the idea of getting married, right? But three of them, Hyungju, Sung, and Sokjin, are really kind of pushed into joining this company by their parents, by their family, as opposed to Yuhi, who is joining this on her own accord, and she has a main a main plan of kind of marrying the kind of top top. Um, member of this in this company, a matchmaking company. She wants the best of the best. She wants what they call a black member. So this is the member who is actually the most richest, the most wealthiest. This is the guy that you, you're going to be set for life with, right? So that is what she wants. But then she also wants someone who is attractive in her age range. She doesn't want one of the kind of old guys. She wants a young, you know, you know, under, under, um, 40, I'm sorry, yeah, not under 40, I think they were, he was 40 something, so under 50 kind of um, CEO kind of guy. And so that is actually Hyung Ju's character. He is that ideal uh, black member where he's nice age, he's handsome, he's good looking, everybody wants him in this agency. And he joins it even though he technically, because of his mother, but the, the other thing is that he doesn't 
really trust women in general because he has a very kind of rough divorce. His wife cheated on him and he took, you know, took over taking care of their son, raising their son. So he doesn't trust women. And so his idea of going into it was that he was going to kind of play around and just kind of have a good time um, and not really take anything seriously. He doesn't want to get married. And then you have Hyung Sung, who is um, joining it because she gets signed up by her mother as well. Her husband ended up actually, she is widowed. Her husband ended up dying by actually killing himself. Um, Yes, this is in the first episode, so it's not a major spoiler or anything. And if I do spoil something, I'm sorry. It's a, it's, it's, it's only, you know, this, it was only eight episodes, so I might end up spoiling a couple things. So brace yourself for that. Um, but Hyung Sung um, husbands end, end up dying, um, and the reason for her husband's death uh, was actually caused by Yuhi, who is that other member of the matchmaking company who wants the young kind of hot guy rich guy. Um, she had an affair with Sung's husband and he was trying to divorce Sung for her only to then end up in some kind of a lot of legal troubles and lawsuits with Yuhi because she you know, blamed him or she accused him of sexual assault and all these other horrible things that he didn't do. Um, and he is driven to to death because of that. He actually kills himself because of it. And Sung and Yuhi kind of reunite or find each other or meet each other again at this agency. And then Sung's like, okay, this is how I'm going to get my revenge. So the story kind of follows Sung trying to get her revenge on Yuhi while Yuhi is trying to stump and crush Sung while she climbs to the top to marry the richest guy, Youngju. Um, and in the process, you have Sokjin, who is actually legally related to um, the owner of Rex Marriage. She is his stepmother, even though they're only four years apart age. Um, so yeah, that's the thing. Um, and, but Sokjin is also the ex-boyfriend of Sung, and he, of course, is kind of reunited with her and is letting her know and expressing to her that he still has feelings for her while she is just trying to get seek her revenge on Yuhi. And then in the process of her seeking her revenge on Yuhi, who is trying to you know, fall and marry Hyungju, Sung ends up kind of latching on to that idea of like, oh, if she wants him, guess what? I need to go get him and take keep him away from her. So she does her best to exact her revenge on Yuhi by um, infiltrating their relationship, Hyungju and Yuhi's relationship. And she does that successfully. Um, and this is all the spoiler comes in. Hyungju actually ends up falling for Sung and so apparently Sung also falls for Hyungju and I, I'm gonna tell you why I say apparently in a minute um, and then that is kind of where the couples end up and Yuhi she goes down a spiral starts doing really really evil things I mean she started from the very beginning doing evil things and ends her butt up in jail as she should be um, and then yeah so that is basically kind of the gist of the entire drama and as you can tell it's very soap opera very kind of like infidelity affairs stealing revenge stealing someone's man you know it's it's that back and forth but what was so addictive about it was just that it was this kind of 
revenge that Sung was trying to exact on Yuhi that I could not stop watching because I wanted to see what she was going to do. Because at every point throughout the entire drama, every episode, Yuhi was always there to kind of stump down on Sung. Like she was always counteracting anything that any kind of um, movement forward that Sung was doing in her revenge towards Yuhi, Yuhi always had a good comeback. She was always ready to get back at her. And so that back and forth was what was so addictive. I was like, okay, okay, Yuhi is evil. We get it. But who's going to take her down? How are we going to take her down? That is what I kept watching for. As, as far as the relationships though, which is, this is a drama about marriage and people trying to get marriage. Um, the, one of the big kind of concepts that the CEO of the agency, Yu Sung, always is kind of telling her clients is that it's not about love. It's not about love. It's not about love. It's about finding your trophy wife. It's about finding someone who's going to be a good mother to your kid. It's about, you know, someone that it's going to be a good business partner. Like it's not about love. You just need someone who's going to make you look good. That is what this marriage agency is here for. And so with that concept and that being something that they kept reminding me of, that's what also was driving, um, the relationships, obviously. It was like, I couldn't really get any kind of like, Ooh, I want them to be together kind of thing because at every point, it felt very superficial, right? On everybody's end. Someone was looking for something out of the other person that the other person wasn't looking for. So then they were looking to another person for something that they weren't looking for. So it was just a lot of back and forth as terms of kind of who should be with who. I didn't think anybody needed to be with anybody by the end of it. I was like, what are we doing here? However, they do put together Sung and Hyungju. And when I said that apparently Sung falls in love with Hyungju as well, I don't know where that happened. I'm going to be 100%. I don't know where that took place in this drama. If someone can pinpoint that for me, I would appreciate it. But that is one of my big kind of like mm, confusions about <laughs> confusions <laughs> about this drama because it was so editing was so choppy. It felt like they had filmed, you know, 16 episodes worth of this drama and then decided to cut it down to eight. That's how it felt at times because in the middle of an episode you would have this kind of major scene happening and then it would just cut and then the next scene would be like time forward but with no actual description of how much time has passed but we are to know or assume that time has passed and then something as far as a relationship has grown over that time over the course of that time. And it's like, we never get to see that relationship grow, but then we're at the point where like, look at where they are in their relationship now. Isn't this lovely? And it was like, wait, I didn't see when that happened though. And that's what kept happening to me for like our main kind of couple, Sung and Hyungju. They end up together at the end, but at no point did I actually see their relationship actually forming to get to that point. Um, so it was really confusing. It was confusing in terms of that. And then you have Sok Jin, who is the um, the kind of stepson of the CEO of the agency, who is in love with Sung as well, because that's her ex, um, ex-boyfriend. However, you, you know, he, you could see how, I don't know. It's really confusing, confusing because he obviously was letting her know, this is my feelings, this is this and this and that. And at some point, Sung is kind of like, you know, content with him in a way. And, and you think that's going to end up being who she ends up with in you know, the very last minute. 
he kind of concedes to Youngju and kind of was like, yeah, um, uh, you can have her kind of thing. And it was just like, why? Like, why not you? Why, why didn't she like you? Why does she like him more? I haven't seen her reasoning for liking him more than you. This is weird, but okay. Um, and so again, I think it has something to do with this drama trying to be a you know satirical I guess um so it just kind of like it doesn't make sense in the end and that's fine but as far as the actual ride that this drama took me on I have to say it was tons of fun tons of fun um and it was messy and our villain character Yuhi was horrible like she was so bad she was horrible in like multiple senses of the word like she was a very evil character but then also her evil didn't make sense like she was the kind of villain where it was like you couldn't really sympathize with her at any point even though they tried to sprinkle in a moment or two that you believe you're supposed to be sympathizing with her but at no point did I sympathize with her. I was like, get rid of her, get rid of her. But the things she would do start to get more and more extreme. It was just like, but why? Why are you doing all of this? It's not making any sense. And again, it's playing into this drama, say, calling itself satire. And I get it, but it was still very annoying at some point. I was like, okay, this Yuki character's gotta go. I'm done with her. She is not doing anything for this story anymore. Let her go. Um, but, you know, it was eight episodes. So by the end of me, by me getting to that point of like, I'm done with this character, we were almost there at the end. So it ended up working out very well. So I guess that's my other thing. If this was originally a longer drama, like it's supposed to be more episodes and they did edit it down to these eight episodes, I think they actually did a good job and making that decision at the end of the day because it would have just been such a drag of a drama if this was any longer than eight episodes. Um, because the substance as far as like why character motivations why they were doing certain things it, it they hit the resolution very quickly and so it was like okay let's move on to the next thing um but by that point we were at episode eight so it was actually worked out very well but but it also messed up a couple of things as far as the editing goes and how it was kind of choppy and we're missing some pieces and maybe that's where the motivation would have came for some of these reasons behind the Yuhi character and things like that if we would have gotten to fill in some of those blank spots in the drama but again it wasn't the worst thing um, and it kept the story going and kept it moving kept me going from episode to episode so it was definitely a fun ride at the end of it all and it was definitely um it was it was fast paced and there was not much dragging and like I said what it felt like it was about to start dragging we were at the end of the drama so actually it's a great drama I think to binge and once one go watch it like a film like it was easy to go from episode to episode to episode so definitely I would recommend it if you want something messy something with a soap opera feel to it um and it, it was it was cool. It was a very cool, simple kind of concept as far as like marriage and remarriage and and these kind of wealthy individuals. And, and, and that was it. Like and then it was that that was it. It was nothing to write home about, but it also wasn't boring. And so I have to give it points for that. Um, and then the other thing that I really, 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 really liked and I'm surprised I like this, but they actually um 
at the very end there gave us a little bit to kind of show that there may be a part two or season two to this. And you know me, I do not, I do not like season twos for K-dramas. I don't think it makes sense unless it does make sense. And this actually really does make sense because the whole storyline of following these specific clients finding marriage and getting married that can always change you can always get new clients right and follow new stories um and they introduce Park Ji-hoon um at the end the actor Park Ji-hoon they introduce him at the end and he's a lot younger you know he compared to the other kind of clients that we just followed in the story, he's a lot younger and he, you know, comes in right when the agency is about to close down for good. He's like, you know, I think you should start the agency again and maybe take on younger clients and not these kind of old guys. And I thought that was a good idea. So I'm actually really, really intrigued if they decide to continue on this story with new set of clients who happen to be younger clients. So these wealthy, younger um, clients who want to get married. I'm intrigued, intrigued. So yeah, it was a very fun drama. I'm going to be honest. It was very messy, soap opera-ish, soap opera-ish. And I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was fun. It's not a romance romance at any sense of the word to me. There's nothing very romantic about this drama. Um, so it's not, don't watch it for a love story because there's no love story to me at all. And the t- drama tells you that in the very beginning, like this isn't about finding marriage with love you know it's about finding marriage for you know fulfilling a purpose in a different way and I and I think they delivered that um and it and they like I said they tell you up front that's what they're going along with so me having my issues with the way that they kind of showcase the relationship that ended up um in the end you know it wasn't it, it was okay you know <laughs> it was okay <laughs> the most of the story is about our Song character getting her revenge on Yuhi honestly but but yeah, that's it. That's all I am going to talk about as far as uh, remarriage and desires. Again, this is supposed to be a quick pop-off episode. So I know I'm over 10 minutes, but hey, it's still pretty quick, right? Right? I think so. But that's it. That's all I have for this episode. I want to thank you so much for listening. And whether you're listening in the morning or in the afternoon or in the evening, I hope you have a great day. So everyone, it's been real. Love us all.